Welcome to Rookie Designer. My name is Jake Van Ness, and I'm here with my co-host, Carl, from Holy Carp Design. How you doing, Carl? I'm doing great, Jake. I just got back from a convention this weekend, and I'm feeling wonderful. So what was the convention? Uh, the convention was Total Confusion. It was our 30th year. It's a game de- It's a game convention devoted to the old-school role-playing games, the new-school role-playing games, miniatures, and board games. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Now, were you there running Artist Alley again, or was this something different? This is a different, slightly different commitment. Usually we're running games for, um, we, I run the vendor hall, which we have a few local game stores coming in and, you know, selling their wares. And I also run uh, the exhibitor hall where people that are trying to launch new games, either via Kickstarter or through other crowdsourcing uh, methods or through their own money are trying to show off their game and promote it. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds like a good time. Oh, yeah, um, that's a lot of fun. So, and I think that really ties into what I think we want to talk about this week, which is preventing burnout. Um, sure. Obviously, as designers, we're, we're very busy most of the time. We're, we're dealing with a lot of different projects. We're dealing with a lot of different clients. And, and it's it's not hard to run into the situation where you kind of feel overwhelmed. You're, you're ready for burnout. You're, like, you're ready to throw your hands up in the air and say, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. But... I think it's important to look at ways to prevent it, ways to deal with it if it does come about. Um, and, I, and I think the reason it's really cool you're talking about the convention is that's kind of one way to prevent burnout is to get involved in other things other than just your business and other than just doing design. So the fact that you go to the conventions and you work on that, it gives you another outlet so you're not dealing with design all the time you're not dealing with your business all the time so i think it's it's really cool that you get to do that um what what are some other things that you do to help you not get burned out well before launching into that maybe we should kind of explain what burnout is because i think it's very different in say you're working for someone else there's burnout that you can get within the office and then there's the burnout i actually don't fully recognize, which is the burnout you get running your own business. Um, I'll talk about burnout in the office. Um, there are articles that, you know, tell you what is burnout, uh, how does it feel, and how to um, respond to it. Uh, burnout in the office is basically you wake up dreading going to work every day because you're either working on projects that have lingered for far too long, you're sick of the process or you're not learning new things it's getting old hat um you hear the same cliches every day and you're just bored essentially or you're you're overstressed you're overtaxed now the burnout from the office my response was to remove myself from it that's a vacation right um the conventions i i go to i actually do work with but it's a very different type of work it's a work based off relationships with other professionals in the field, uh, fun people, and it also includes, you know, releasing by playing games or, or just having having a good time hanging out with people. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think one thing that, to go back to what you were talking about, that there's two different types of burnout when it comes to a designer. There's the ones that work in an office and maybe do freelance on, on as a secondary business like yourself or people like myself who work full time and that's what we do every day. I think 
what I found when I was working for somebody else is obviously it was never nine to five, but we'll just use that as the standard of working for somebody else that you almost had a way to kind of close the door behind you and move on to something else. Um, the thing that I think happens for myself running my own business and I have to be careful of not to, to get burned out is because I don't really have that structured in a way that nine to five is what I work where I say, okay, I'm going to put it behind me and I'm going to go on to something else. And that's something as a person who works for themselves or has their own business, it's important to kind of break it and not be doing business 24 seven and not right. deal with business all the time that you kind of have to separate yourself at times. Um, I, I think part of it too, with working for yourself is you can get into an isolation. And we've talked about that before where someone who works from home or someone who works in an office by themselves. Yeah. It can get annoying to have those people with the same stories, the same, like you said, same cliche stuff that happens and all the, the things that can drive us nuts about being in an office. You kind of lose that companionship by working for yourself. And I think you have to be careful that that doesn't burn you out because you can end up very isolated. Um, I'm a perfect example. I work out of my home um, I'm working on setting up the office still, and that, that will also be a situation where I probably will be there by myself most of the time. Um, the person that I'm going to be doing that office with also works out of another office about a half hour away, and he plans to be there probably 75% of the time, and then maybe be up in the office we're going to share about 25% of the time. So that means a lot of the time I still will be alone. So it's, it's important that I don't get isolated there as well. Part of the reason that I'm going to do the office is to have that quote unquote door that I can close behind me and say, okay, I'm done with work for the day. Let's go and do something different. Um, one of the ways that I try to prevent burnout for myself is to have side projects. This that we're doing right here is a perfect example of that. It, it's still talking about business. It's still talking about design, but that's because we're very passionate about that and it's something we love to do. But this is a way for us to kind of let our hair down, kind of let loose a little bit and talk about things in a less structured way and, and really have some fun with it. So I think side projects are extremely important. And I think that's what you're doing with the, the conventions that even though it's still, like you said, it's still work, mm -hmm. it's fun work. And it's something that you're very passionate about. So it makes it fun because they always say, if you really want to enjoy what you do, make it something you're passionate about. So it's, it's really cool that you get to do that. Um, what are some other things? And now the thing you have to remember is you have, and I don't want to say twice as much work, but you have a situation where you're working for somebody else. That's your main focus, but then you are taking on client work and you're building that up. So you do run into that thing. We have to be careful that, you're not overloading yourself. How, how do you deal with that? I, I have great relationships with my clients and I know that when a process may fail, like meeting a certain deadline, I kind of lean on that relationship to kind of make up for it. So I, I, I try and set uh, good expectations. I, I empathize with the client if they need a particular deadline that we've launched. I will make those. But if it's a project that we don't have a solid deadline with, I kind of 
kind of talk them through the process and collaborate with them. And as long as they see forward momentum in that something is being cared for, then I'm not getting stressed and burnt out on that project on its own. And I'm actually building a relationship with the people I'm doing the work for. Um, so burnout, as far as stress related, you, you have to manage those clients that you're doing uh, freelance and you got to make sure you're not taking on too much work. Um, I, I share out work with other people, as you know, so um, some of it is just managing relationships uh, with those other service providers as well. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's one thing it, as a freelancer or as a business owner, you have to be careful you're not taking too much on. Um, I think when all of us start out, we get into the situation where we're afraid to say no because we want to take everything on we can to earn money and to pay our bills and stuff like that and to get started. You got to be careful with that, that you don't end up overloading yourself and end up in a situation where you are missing deadlines, where you are not having good relationships with your clients um, or, or even with your family or with your friends and stuff like that. Because I think that's the other thing we need to to remember is that if you're spending all your time working, whether it's on, again, side projects are good, but you got to be careful that it's not all of what you're doing, that you're not spending a bunch of hours at work. You come home, you work on a side project, you eat dinner, you go to bed. Like you have to have relationships outside of these things. Um, some other things that I think that I do personally to try to, to help myself from burning out is like you said, vacations. Um, I, one of the things that I feel is very beneficial to working for myself is I can structure my hours, structure my time so that, for example, I, I have a good friend of mine who has been working on a, a movie as a uh, visual effects, uh, person, and he recently has changed jobs. So he was in the area for a while and now he's leaving to go back home. And so I took the time, I took four days, I took Friday off and Monday off last weekend and I said hey I want to go visit him he's not going to be around much longer and that was a way for me to kind of step away from the stress of dealing with clients every day the stress of trying to get the work done and say okay I'm going to take a break and I did I mean I took a break completely I, I didn't check my email the whole weekend I, mm -hmm. I didn't deal with any projects now it made for a little bit crazy time when it came back and you do have to realize that you're going to have that balance that you're going to have to do when you come back. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's important to take those vacations, to take those time, that time off. Um, and it doesn't have to be a lot of time. It's just, I think saying, okay, I'm going to step back for a day or I'm going to step back for a weekend can help. But you, the biggest thing is you really got to gauge your stress level. You really got to gauge how you feel and what you're doing. And if you start to feel it build up before you burn out, you got to do something about it. Right. Um, I mean, there's things too, like sleeping correctly, um, making sure you're getting enough sleep, making sure you're eating well, making sure you're getting enough exercise. All those things make a difference. And we tend to take them for granted because they're part of our routine that we do every day. But if you start breaking that routine, it, it can cause you issues. Like if you're not getting enough sleep, it, you can get sick and then that causes more stress. And then you're missing hours of work and you're missing projects because 
it, it all can compound and that's where it's really important to watch for those triggers what so, go ahead good i was gonna say so what you're telling people is to actually take care of themselves well yeah i mean it, it's it seems like common sense but that's true i mean all right just to come back to the corporate world to kind of work with your employer to prevent burnout there are a couple ways you can do that um and a couple things you can look for when you're looking for work um ask about flexible time see if you can show up in the office within a window of time like rather than being a nine to five maybe as a creative you work better from like six to three or from 10 to 8 you know it just see if you can make the schedule work towards your life so that you're making sure you can exercise or sleep in or go out and have a couple drinks at night you know um see if you can work from home a couple days a week i work from home at least one day a week and some days some weeks it's two days a week um this gives you the ability to avoid having to deal with the commute just another source of stress um and then make sure you're not working for peanuts. See, figure out what you need to actually um, make in the job and try and negotiate that as much as you can. Um, you don't have to be a pushover with your uh, employer, but you don't want to have feel like you're holding them hostage too. It's an open conversation. Um, if they are going to let you go because you're asking for more money, then it's better to start looking for another job anyway. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I think that's important is to, it's your lifestyle. If yeah. if you have a certain level of lifestyle that you're comfortable with and you're relaxed in, yeah, it's important that you make sure that you can get that from your job. Um, It's interesting what you were saying about the hours. There's a big movement right now of employers saying, hey, you know, you don't have to come in right at seven o'clock eight o'clock like come in when you're ready to come in now obviously that takes discipline on your part it also takes trust on your employer's side and you have to be reasonable about that i mean if you're coming in at noon every day you can't expect your employer to be happy about that unless that's something you work out ahead of time and you say okay i'm gonna work from to like you said from like noon to to eight or something like that and say that's when i'm most productive but it is an interesting movement right now where the employers are realizing that some people are not morning people mm -hmm. i'm a perfect example of that i hate mornings i'm not good at it never have been and it's just who i am and i and part of that is i realize i don't schedule meetings for eight o'clock in the morning i schedule meetings for 10 11 lunchtime because that's when I'm awake, I'm fully functional, and, I, and I'm doing what I need to do. So, yeah, that, that is important. And I think working with an employer to find out how flexible they are. Because you got to remember, you do work for somebody else. They kind of make the rules. They decide whether you're employed. So you do kind of have to stick to their rules. But if it's not somewhere that you're comfortable with and it's not working for your lifestyle, then, yeah, maybe you need to find an employer that fits that. But those are the kind of questions you need to ask ahead of time before you start working for somebody. Is this stuff available? Now, I can tell you the places that I worked, I had to be in there at 7 o'clock in the morning, and I absolutely hated it. And there was no flexibility because they wanted us to be in there a couple hours before phone calls would start happening for regular business. 
And, and I can understand that, but I think the creative field, not necessarily the printing field that I came from, but the creative field, such as design firms, um, they may have more flexibility with that. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really good point. What, what are some triggers that, or, or things that you notice in yourself that help you prevent yourself from being burned out? Like what, what are some of those triggers? Knowing yourself is important. I know my triggers and my tells. Um, when I am stressed, I get very quiet. I actually separate myself from uh, the work group I'm in and go and work in a more quiet environment within the office, which just so happens to be the collaboration zone where people work together. <laughs> but it's not its not my typical team. It's not the people I'm doing the work for at that moment. So I'm able to sit out there, you know, chat with different people that I don't have, have projects for and just kind of listen to music and, you know, push pixels to my heart's content. Um, it allows you to avoid the background noise, the office politics, the, um, the stresses of the day, and also the old hat stresses that never change within a, a workplace. Um, so I know my tells, I don't know how it manifests in other people. Perhaps they snack a lot more, perhaps they, they lose sleep. Yeah. I mean, I, I know some of my triggers are, I won't sleep as well, um, one of the ways I know that I'm moving towards burnout is I'll get sick more often. Um, and I, I'm very susceptible to stress in that way. If I'm very stressed and I'm not sleeping well, I'll get more often I'll get colds. Um, and it's funny because something that happens for me, when I used to get sick more often working in an office than I do working at home. And that's because I'm around other people. And it's funny because I I don't think I've been very, very sick in probably a couple of years, and I'm very fortunate to have say that. But I know that small head colds, things like that, that happen to me are usually stress-related. And that's how I could say, okay, maybe I do have a project coming up, but maybe I can push the deadline so I can take the day and rest up and feel better and kind of take a break and, and get myself back in line. Um some of the other things the same way like i'll get quiet as well um i usually internalize things a lot of times that if stress starts building up with me i'll i'll basically close myself off from everybody else and say okay i gotta have to really push through this but i gotta be careful of that that i don't do that and then close myself off um some of the things that i do to to change that is I'll schedule a time to go out and meet some friends for a drink, um, meet some friends for dinner. Uh, the, the biggest thing is I, because of my isolation, a lot of times I like to say, okay, how can I socialize more? What can I do to, to, to be out there and be around other people and to, to not talk about business, talk about everything else. And I think that that's socializing is important. I think that's where, a lot of designers, because a lot of designers tend to be introverts and they tend to not put themselves out there. But that's a good way to kind of prevent burnout because one, it gives you people to talk to, um, but also it takes your mind away from the stress. 
You're doing other things that are fun. You're talking about movies. You're talking about games. You're talking about anything but work. And that kind of gives you that break you need from dealing with work 24-7. The gym's a big one for me this year. Um, I've been going a lot more than I, I ever have. I find that the hour that I spend at the gym makes a huge difference in the rest of my day. Um, and it's interesting because again, I'm very fortunate to be able to work for myself. I can say, okay, I'm going to work from like eight to 11 and then from 11 to 12, I'm going to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. And I find that that actually works really well for me because it breaks up my day and it breaks up the stress. I, I can go to the gym. Now I might still think about work. I might still have stuff going through my head, but a lot of times it's, to, to push myself at the gym relieves a lot of that stress. So I think that's really important. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think burnout is something that happens quite a bit to designers. I think creatives, we like to go constantly and we, we run into situations where we go too much and we break down because of that and, and fall into that pattern of a break or burnout. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else you could suggest that would help people if they feel themselves starting to get towards that burnout. What are some other ways that you feel someone can help themselves if they're starting to move towards burnout? What are some things that they can do? I mean, we've talked about side projects. We've talked about taking care of yourself. We've talked about dealing with your employer for hours. Um, working a, a structured schedule if you're on your own well what are some other things you think that someone could do or or some steps they could take to help prevent burnout we got to get back to the old practices we got to get away from technology we need to um, read a book or or get out into nature and just kind of live life as it was lived you know 20 30 years ago when we didn't have the internet. Um, I think that people need to make sure to remove themselves from the situation causing stress, whether it's for a a day or a week or permanently, you know, finding a different job. uh, Burnout is not something you want to continue with because it shortens your life. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. It could have some very adverse effects on your health. Uh, There's no question. Um, I mean, we see it. I mean, perfect example is if, and we talk, and people have talked about this before, where you look at a picture of the president of the United States, no matter who it is, when they started, and you look mm-hmm. at a picture four years later, and what they look at look like, they they've aged considerably. So I mean, it's it's if that's what happens to the president of the United States, don't think it doesn't happen to people in other jobs. That That's exactly what happens is it takes a toll on your, your health. It takes a toll on, on your relationships. I mean, that's the other thing to, to think about is the people around you is if you go down that path of burnout, you may ruin whether it's client relationships, family relationships, friends. You got to be careful with that too, because those are the people that are going to help you and kind of prop you back up lean on them, but don't, don't abuse those friendships, relationships, because you're stressed out. Like realize that you need to do something about it before it becomes a problem. Um, I think 
exactly what you said. If you find that every day you go into work and you're like, I absolutely hate this, change it. I think that's the biggest thing you can do is you need to make a decision and say, this isn't what I want to do anymore. Whether that's, I don't want to run my own business anymore. Whether it's, I don't want to work for somebody else. There's nothing wrong if you know it's not working. Do something about it. That's the biggest thing. Is like we keep saying, take care of yourself. Because it's going to affect your health. It's going to affect your business. It's going to affect everything else around you. So it's really important that you recognize the signs. And it's it's tough sometimes when you're like chest deep in work and you've got your head down and you're you're plowing through stuff the biggest issue is when you're plowing through things and it just keeps piling on because you and i both know in design in any business it can pile on and it can get tough and you could plow through for only so long Mm -hmm. so it's important to recognize the signs within yourself and figure out ways to deal with that stress, to deal with those issues before it becomes a problem, before it becomes burnout. If it becomes burnout, then you're dealing with a bunch of other issues that can be much worse. So it's important to deal with things before you get to that point. I have a personal question. Have you ever experienced burnout to the point where you really had to make a change? Yes, I have. Um, specifically job changes. Um, I've had previous jobs where I had worked maybe eight years or two years and, and the situation was very similar. Um, the first job, I just felt like I no longer had a design voice. I had worked for them for too long. They'd become too used to my style and I was dialing it in. I'd learned everything that I could. So I had no development inherent in that job anymore. So I started looking and it it took a while to find a new job, but I found a gig that really set me up for my current job. Um, And that that gig previously was a fantastic job. They were doing great things and helping out some great people. But um, again, it was more than just design and production. It was, you know, being the person responsible for the the grounds, you know, and making sure that we worked out of a house uh, that was converted to offices and they wanted me to take care of, you know, the masons contracting stuff like that. And it's, I was getting burnt out because there was things I was doing that I didn't even know about. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I had a similar situation. I mean, my, my burnout came at my last, um, print oriented job. Um, I worked for someone and, and had done a lot of work to really help that individual grow his business. And I started to realize that it wasn't the direction that I wanted to go in personally. Basically what was happening is I was ending up in management and I was losing my creativity. I was losing my outlet for creativity. And while I enjoyed helping somebody grow their business and I, I enjoyed that part of it, I realized that I wasn't really happy. And it, it got to the point where, and, and I'm not ashamed to say, I ended up fired. And I'm, pr- I'm almost proud to say that because it's what pushed me into where I am today. And it made me really open up my eyes and say, you know what, I should have done something about that before it came to that point. Um, it, it was unfortunate because it, 
it didn't really burn a bridge, but it I saw relationships that I thought were solid start to break down because both parties were really stressed. Both parties were heading towards that burnout. And when I ultimately got fired, it was like this huge weight came off my shoulders. And I, I said, okay, yeah, okay, I'm scared that now I don't have a job and now I've got to figure out what to do. But I landed on my feet and I, and I had confidence that I would. Mm-hmm. And I went and worked some side job for a while as I started my business. But it really pushed me in the direction of, I don't want to work for somebody else. I don't want to manage somebody else's business. I want to do it for myself. So it, it was a very interesting situation. And I was at that point where I was burned out. And I was I was watching everything around me get affected by that when I should have taken care of that sooner. Now, you and I can sit here and talk about all these things, but someone who's dealing with this has to make a choice to do it themselves. We can give you suggestions. We can say, hey, this is how we've handled things. But we've both been through situations that weren't great. And we come out the other side and say, well, darn it. If I had known that, I wouldn't have done these things. But that's what happens. And that's part of life. It's part of business. You learn along the way. and, And it's important to be aware of what's going on. If something happens and you do get burned out, don't forget what triggered that. Look back and say, okay, what are the things that happened to get me to this point where I'm burned out? That way you can say, the next time you start feeling that, I need to do something about it before it becomes a problem. So I think I think that's something that's important to think about. We all make mistakes. We all stumble. We all fall down. It's getting up and saying, okay, what did I trip over? So I think that's really important. So I, th- I think those are some really good things to help people out, people to think about when it comes to preventing burnout. Normally at this point, we do some type of tech pick. What are you watching? What are you doing? What, what do you got this week? Well, as you guys know, I helped lay out a role-playing game. Nice. That's awesome. This is our beta book. So uh, we are... We playtested this at TotalCon. It is also being playtested this coming week at GaryCon, which is in um, honor of Gary Gygax. Yeah. Um, this book, Thunder Classic Roleplaying, is currently available as a digital download for free on DriveThruRPG. Um, we'd love to get more people playing this game to uh, you know, enjoy it and submit feedback to us because... We're going from beta into um, an actual launch version um, within the, you know, six to ten months, probably. Okay. So we we need feedback. We need people to let us know what they think. There's a special magic system that was developed. Um, There's new... there's new uh, races in it. There's new ca- there's character classes and variants. Um, we just want your feedback. So I encourage people to download it. It's free again. So, um, you know, that's that's been my fun way of, you know, avoiding burnout a little bit. Playing this game over the last year and a half and then making it come to life. Very cool. Now, is that somebody that's local to you? Yes, this is, um, his name is Doug Poirier. He is a, he's been a friend for the last uh, almost 10 years. And the artist is, his name is Ogmios. He's a great 
uh, artist um, who runs his own comics as well. So, yeah, you'll have to get me those links so I can uh, get those in the show notes because I think that's absolutely that'd be a really cool way to to get people to help you beta test this and uh, get some feedback on it. Now, mm-hmm. you said that it's a download. The physical books, we, you had a limited run on the physical books? We did a limited run just to sell at Total Confusion and Gary Khan. Um, actually, it may have been just Total Khan. Um, because we wanted to test a short run print printer. And um, this particular book was produced through drive Um We've turned off the ability to print for now because there are some edits we've spotted that we want to put in for the next round. So cool. it'll be some time before we get the down uh, the print version turned back on. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think for my pick, it is actually what I'm uh, drinking out of, which is backwards. But um, is it actually backwards for you? No, it isn't. All right. Got to love Blab showing me stuff backwards. Um, it is actually a cup that says graphic designer. And what I love about this is that it's got two different fonts and that it's got all the different things that have to do with type. Uh, and it's just, I saw this a while ago and I was just like, it's just fun. And I, and I probably drink out of this, this mug almost every morning that I'm working. It's just a neat little thing that I have for myself. I'll, I'll throw a link in the show notes where you can get that. Um, I, I, I have to look up who the original artist was of this because i think it was on cafe press originally and i think it's available through amazon as well now um but i think it goes right through the same uh artist for that i kind of wish they'd make it into a t-shirt as well because i think that'd be really cool but uh maybe i'll reach out to the designer and ask him to do that so that that's my pick do you mind if i share my current reading list too oh absolutely go for it Show Me, Don't Tell Me. This is a guide for strategic communication for stronger brands. I'm going to be presenting on brand management to a group of uh, physical therapists in April, so i got to do a bit of research on that. Who wrote that? That was written by, the name is Holston. I've heard of that, but I haven't actually seen the book yet. David Holston. You may have heard of it because it's actually put out by... Oh, books. okay. So, All right. Um, definitely looks like a good one. Jib, jab, right hook. This is a social media advertising. How to tell your story in a no- noisy social world. I have found that people are wanting um, others to manage their social media sites, especially Facebook. And when you do Facebook for business, you can stack your clients and manage their sites as you go through. And that includes their advertising. That includes, um, you know, their banners and the, you know, the analytics on Facebook. So I recommend that. And then Dave Ramsey, Total Money Makeover. Great book, great way to run a business, making sure you're running it without debt. Um, that's my reading list and there's a lot and I'll be taking a lot of notes on that stuff. Very cool. Um, just to go back so people know, um, Gary Vanderchuk is um, the jab book. I'm huge fan of his. I'm, I've talked to him about him before in previous shows. It, Daily V, um, Ask uh, Gary V, which is his new um, show, as well as Daily V. But he's actually got a new book coming out called Ask 
Gary V. And I've been following that, so I'm probably going to be purchasing that book. I think it comes out in the next 10 days from the day we're recording this, which is the uh, 26th of February, right? Right, that's right. 28th of February. 28th, Close enough. Um, as long as it's not the 29th, because that day doesn't really exist, as we know. No. Um, so, yeah, he's he's doing this next book. And what's interesting is he did an audio book for that, and he answers the same questions different. Like he still uses some of the same information, but he makes the audiobook more valuable, I think, because it gives you almost a newer perspective from the time he wrote the book. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of his. Um, but that's awesome. Um, just something else to share. I I just recently watched The Chef or Chef Chef. Um, really interesting story about a guy speaking of burnout, who's in a situation that he's working for a restaurant, he's not happy. He basically walks away from that and starts a food truck and realizes that he absolutely loves doing it. And it takes him on a career path where he ends up opening a new restaurant himself. Spoiler alert, I guess. And it's really interesting how that kind of ties into what we're talking about. That he was really frustrated, didn't want to do it anymore, walked away, found in the same area, found what he was more passionate about. And that led him on a career path. It's kind of parallel to what he was doing before, but he was in more control. So I think it fits really well with what we're talking about. I'll put a, a link in the show notes for that. Um, is there anything else that you want to share with people? When all <laughs> else fails, nerf weapons, <laughs> that'll chase people away. Nice. I actually saw one. What the heck was it? I think it was actually a super soaker that shot or no it was it was nerf and it shot at like some ridiculous speed and i'm like they're just getting to the point where they're becoming bb guns <laughs> 67 miles per hour yeah that one yep. i'm like hey, we're gonna be losing little children that are gonna be shooting each other with these things we're gonna take arms off and everything else we gotta yeah. start the hunger game somehow that's true that's true um so yeah i i think that's a good spot to end where where can people find you online uh, look for me on um, fa on Facebook as Holy Carp Design. Um, also, holycarpdesign.com. Those are good places to find me. Okay. You can find me at graphicprecision.com. You can find me on Facebook at Graphic Precision. I'm on Twitter as Jake Van Ness. You can also find me on Snapchat at jake.vn. Um, that's most of the places I am. And as far as Rookie Designer, you can most of our content that we share is through facebook so you can find us at facebook.com slash rookie designer um we're on twitter with rookie designer as well i try to update that regularly and then obviously you can find all of the previous shows up to back to 88 on uh, rookiedesigner.com and remember everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star 